Hello and welcome to the unofficial unsanctioned women's UCI cycling show. My name is Dan and uh, with me as always to discuss all things Tory and women's Tory and I can't think Ovo of other... Shaped. Yeah, I, I'll see. I'll... <laughs> yes, ovo-shaped. I actually didn't know what an ovo was, so I was afraid to say anything. Here's my dear friend Sarah. How are you, Sarah? <laughs> What's an ovo? Uh, it's an energy company. Oh, right. So it doesn't actually even have a shape. I'm assuming it's egg-shaped. Is it? Is it like? Is it at least like renewable energy? Is it good energy? Can I be happy about that? Yes, 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 yes. God, yes, yes, yes. Oh, that's Sorry. all right um, then. Yeah, cool. Hang on, let's, let's, no, I assume Ovo Energy is, is renewable. It's, it's oh! a new company oh! set up in Bristol. Oh, um, no. Everything oh. about it's sponsoring a bike race. <laughs> We've assumed. Oh, no, nothing ever goes wrong oh, when no, that gas happens. Actually, anyway, God sake, I'd <laughs> ask Dan to stop and start us again, but what the hell. Hello, <laughs> we are going to um, talk about the... Uh, Ovo Energy Women's Tour, the Ovo Energy Women's Tour, the former Friends Life Women's Tour and Aviva Women's Tour, which is even more important this year than ever for two reasons. And we are also going to talk about um, the mountain bike and the event at Fort William and the daily competition that I'm doing for Look Mum No Hands where if you every day at the Ovo Energy Women's Tour I'm going to say a rider if you predict the position she finishes in you can and, win and by, by actual which, prizes by which Sarah means the place in the rankings that they finish not you know like hands on the handlebars position like Pedaling furiously is not an answer in that contest. Like, third oh, would be God, an answer. Yeah. On, so, on yeah. Riding her bike. Yeah. yeah. No, or uh, arms raised in a victory salute. That, while perhaps eerily accurate, would not be a correct answer. First would be the answer in that instance. Yeah. So, just bear that in mind as you as you play along. Yeah. I'm helping. So, over Energy Women's Tour, we... Um... um well, this is this is the this is the third edition of the race, right? Fourth. And fourth, sorry, wow. Um, but it's the first one that there's we've seen some bigger changes in where the stages are and and what they are, right? So once upon a time, very very recently, there was no UCI level bike racing in Britain. It was a sad time, a recently sad Between time. Something like two thousand six or two thousand eight. I can't remember when they last had a World Cup in Britain. And the Olympic Games, there were no, and there no professional, no no major bike races in Britain. Uh, you know, apart from the Olympic Games, the Commonwealth Games. And then in 2014, the Women's Tour Sweet Spot, the organisers changed that. Now, when they decided we want a professional women's bike race here in Britain and we want it to be the best bike in the world, they were laughed at, and they said, um, and and they were told, well, a no one is interested in women's sport. B, there has never been a women's standalone sports event to, that was, has ever been successful. That when you look at sports events that are set where with women in like Wimbledon, like athletics, major athletics, like swimming, like gymnastics, they're all successful because there are men competing as well. Interesting theory. No one is interested in women's cycling. Bold statement. Um... I would, I would at the time have categorised it in a very particular fashion, and um, and I would think that history has borne me out. I would have at the time probably did actually call that fucking wrong. Um, well, this is why Guy Elliott, who is the race controller, um, posted a picture, and he retweets it every now and again, and it's a picture of people standing five deep in one of the finish lines, completely packing the finish line, waving flags, cheering, going completely crazy. He calls it, I like to call this, no one is interested in women's cycling. <laughs> because, because one thing, it turns out British people like, now we didn't know that British people liked it so much, but the Olympics kind of kicked it off. And also, once British people started winning things, British people liked the sport more, which is a <laughs> terrible, terrible thing about our country. Oh, I look, I think know. I think well, that's I a fair thing know. about every country, to be honest. I think that's that's well, pretty true everywhere. I mean, to be honest, it's a bit weird, because if you're um, English, um, sorry, Scott, so I don't think you actually play football. <laughs> um, if you're English, you are supposed to love the World Cup football, the cricket and the rugby right but and... but also you do love queuing 
And there is some a remarkable similarity between standing roadside at a race and queuing. So <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot of crossover there. Is all I'm saying. So yeah. Yeah. So there's a combination, but even in the you know there's a combination of the sport is fantastic. Sweet Spot does a lot, a lot of work, a lot of work. And they um, to, to raise to raise awareness. Like on the days of schools, you have schools turning out school children, turning out lining the roads. If it goes through a town or village, there's probably a bike event in it. Yeah, you know, there's all sorts of stuff. And I mean, the Turn of Yorkshire does exactly the same thing. Uh, British people like bike racing. It turns. Who knew? Um, we all knew. So it was instantly successful. Everyone said, blah, 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 raising the bar, blah, 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 completely changed the narrative. Well, one of the other... One, recycling women's sports. Absolutely. And one of the things that really stood out to me about that first year was then also, um, and probably more of a um, impact that, that was behind the scenes, but all the more notable because it made such a splash, was, was the sheer number of teams and riders who were like, my goodness, this is the best organized race I've ever been to. Yeah, um, and yeah. and like that's the thing. Like you hear that once or twice, and you're like, "Oh, they're being good to the race and the sponsors. That's really good." And then all of a sudden, it's like 200 out of 150 people, and you're like, "Fuck! It must have really been well organized." So yeah, they are. Yeah. There's none of this. We love the Giro, and we're going to have a, a pre-Giro show at, before the Giro. But the Giro is known for things like surprise hills, rocking up to start the race at 9:30, and they've decided to start it at 9. At ten o'clock or nine o'clock, you know, um, surprise, uh, you know, massive things that make no sense in the road book. There is always one day where they look at the road book and they look at you know the profile in the road book and go, "What the fuck was that?" Yeah, um, or or you know, you know how that there's that old theory that like if you break a a, a, a biscuit or a cookie in half, the calories fall out. You know, there, there's. <laughs> There's a similar sort of thing with, you know, there's occasionally like 20 extra kilometers in a stage, you know, that, that just, oh, those ones don't count. Those are, those are non, non-caloric kilometers or something. So, yeah. yeah. So, so the, the thing is, is that, and I think part of that is, I mean, when you go to a race and people are just rushing around you before going, oh my God, you're amazing. Oh, wow. I really love your team and being really excited and wearing your team jersey on the front line and being really excited to see you and you know you you drive through a village and and there's like tons of screaming children you know cheering you on that does make riders like a bike race yes there yes. is a little you know i can i can see how that may may sway opinions slightly one way or the other yes but it's all adds up it's a very 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 professional bike race and we are in the middle of a, bar, a bike race arms war between sweet spots and the gary verity lot who run the tour de yorkshire yeah so sweet spot the Garrity Verity, Gary Verity and the uh, Prudential Ride London GP are all fighting each other to be the best um, to be the best uh, race obviously the, the best races obviously sweet spot run the men's tour of Britain because did you know men ride bikes too um, it's nice that we well I mean it, it's nice that they can and you know it's it's very it's very kind to allow them to I think that's very sweet so yeah yeah I think it's, I think it's a nice touch you know maybe mm. we need to encourage them oh, to maybe one maybe one day they'll put an exciting men's race on who knows oh um <laughs> So yeah, so that's how, that's the background. So it, and it's a different background to right. We're the Netherlands. We're known for a thousand good races, or right. We're Italy, which is the home historic, you know, historic of France, historic homes of cycling. It's it's been really really exciting race. And every year, I go, oh well, you know, last year was really good. I guess this year I'm just going to have to get ready for it to be exactly, you know, pretty much the same. Yeah, yeah. And every year they raise the bar higher. Well, I, I mean, that's a, that's a noble ambition, but eventually they've got to top out, right? Well, I don't know. Now, this year, the race is particularly special because for the first time, the, the race is, hitting, is getting to London. And of course, we had the terrorist attack in London in Borough Market on Friday. And one thing that we as Brits uh, are used to is 
you know we've we, we lived through we lived through terrorism in the IRA years you know we've lived through the blip, you know the bombing of cities like Manchester and Birmingham and Bristol and London you know we've, we've lived through all of that all of that stuff and one thing that we're pretty bloody good at and I here I am going to get un, unusually patriotic and I'm not saying that other countries aren't as good as aren't good because I know that other countries are exactly the same Paris after their terrorist attack you know Belgium everyone but one of the things we're really good at is saying, you know what, you want to make us scared? We're not going to be scared. We're not scared. We are going to carry on and be a mixed, exciting, vibrant community, a vibrant city. Fuck you, terrorists. You can't win. We will not let you win. And so the women's tour being in London on Sunday is a really really important thing you know yeah, in, yeah. In, like you know this is what terrorists don't want us to have right yeah and and it's it's it is it's a you know there's an element of statement to it that that we won't you know be be made afraid or or um you know bullied into you know not doing something yeah, so, we're not yeah, gonna, we're yeah. not going to exist by their agenda mm, you know mm. um it's 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 you know we're not we we re- you know we recognize yeah. that these this is this is not they want us to be scared they can go fuck off so you know it's and i'm, I'm well I'm also it's London, it's a so. remarkably poor way to scare british people honestly if i was trying to scare the brits i'd i'd set the tea crops of the world on fire or something you know like ah! yeah like yeah, a as as biscuits, like, right? like like a tea shortage would be definitely the way i'd go at it for you that would freak you would all you- out a hops shortage so there was no beer as well like Fuck. no tea and no, no beer no, no biscuits no 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 i don't want to hurt myself jeez oh. well you do i mean australians like it's not really beer is it what do you mean what you drink like it's like some it's like a fizzy drink isn't it what you drink um i think you're trying to make a joke that's just not working but, you know, please go on. Please, please do. Oh, well, come over and stay again and I'll introduce you to actual beer. Um, so anyway, so that's my that was my patriotic. I'm not a very patriotic person normally. Look at you! you know, all, all wrapped up in the flag and singing God Save the Queen. It's nice. No, it's because it's, it's London. It's because it's like it's because it's because it's London. It's not. It's not like. But yeah, no. I mean, and Manchester. You know, my heart is my heart is there. My heart is with. Um, you know. Anyway. <sighs> yeah, yeah. The world's the world's world's a messy place. Let's not dwell on that though. Let's talk about the so, the race because I mean this is this is the thing is like as you say it, it does take on an added layer and level of importance, um, particularly with the stage that finishes in London. Um, but at the same time, this was going to be a really exciting and interesting race anyway. Yes. Now, one of the things that the the, the, the Friends Life Women's Tour was criticised in its first year when it started, it was in the east of England, which is a very flat area. Although flat for Britain means something different from the Netherlands because we are rolling, we're always rolling. Yeah, it's very rare to get a purely flat road and a purely straight, you know, purely straight flat roads like you get across the polders just because of the way that we farmed our land. Um, right. So, which was uh, while drunk, um, apparently. Yeah. Well, no, we're just not very flat. We, you know, we squish our geography. Our country was squished up, so it's not like steep, steep mountains, but it's just it's ro- it's rolling land. Like you, you walk around a. I mean, you've been to Bristol, you know. We don't really do flat. Um, so we are. So we were in the east of England to start with because that was where local authorities agreed to put the race in. Yeah. Yep. And it was tr- the first two years had a lot of, had a bit of criticism because quite a lot it had a script the race and the script was completely coincidentally that a breakaway would get away it would be an amazing breakaway but it would be caught by a thundering charging peloton within the last one to three kilometers yep i mean and that was how the race yeah i mean and and this is the thing look if you particularly if you're used to women's cycling that's a script that you're not the biggest fan of because technically that script name is called men's cycling um no 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 no, 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 no it's not called men's cycling because men's cycling you catch it's at 30k to go oh well yeah true it is more exciting that is that is true good point because when you're watching the race and you didn't know like when you're down to like the, the classic right the brakes got 
three minutes at three kilometers, 30 seconds at three kilometers to go. The brake's got 20 seconds at two kilometers to go. The brake's got 10 seconds at one kilometer to go, which literally was the, you know, was, was happened over and over and over again in this race. That's really exciting to, to, you know, not, we can't watch it live, but that's super exciting. Like, like that's, it was, it was brilliant. It was brilliant racing. Yeah. However, it got a lot of crit for it because when you look at the results, the results go look like it was look, look like it was mostly bunch sprints. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And that changed last year because last year, so when they they went to the first places, they were kind of they didn't have the it wasn't the best racing country in the world, um, if I'm honest. But that's the places who agreed to have who put their money out to agree to have the yeah, race there. Exactly, yeah. and and it's an important lesson too that you start with the race that you can put together, you know, and then you work on it like. You know, nobody expects you to build the perfect race, and particularly not the perfect stage race first time out. So, yeah. Yeah. Then in the in last so, but once they'd got after their their two year deals, they then started going last year into Derbyshire and Warwickshire and the Cotswolds, and they started having hills. And the hills meant that um, it was so. Last year's race, uh, Lizzie Armistead had been sick in the year one. In year two, she won the first stage, then in her victory celebration, took her hands off the handlebars, lost control, crashed into Mick Bennett, the race director, Mm. and crashed out of the race. Yeah, yeah. Interesting, interesting anecdote. Lizzie's literally never taken her hands off the bars since. (laughs) They actually, they actually unbolt the handlebars. She just holds them everywhere all the time. So (laughs) for her wedding, the bouquet was actually taped to the handlebars. True story. Yeah, so so Lizzie Danan, Lizzie Armit said as was Lizzie Danan, um, last year got away on an escape stage in the climbs with Elisa Longo Borghini, Ashley Milman Passio, and Amanda Spratt. Um and they and she won the stage. They then got away for another for a different for a different stage and were caught. Mm. So and it looked like so on the it was a very interesting race last year because last year for the final stage um, everyone was looking at Lizzie Arm- Lizzie Danan um, instead as was can she win the answer was we don't know now Ashley Mulman Passio and Elisa Longo Borghini and Amanda Spratt were next in the GC but fourth in the GC was Mariana Voss and pretty much everyone was like well can Mariana can Mariana do it can Mariana do it can Mariana do it and she couldn't it was a break a different breakaway that got away without any GC contenders Lizzie Lizzie Arm- instead won this won the race yeah yep now this year we are also going to have hilly stages but we've also got completely bonkers stages you know they've got two mountains points but there's extra hills they're rolling um it's it's a different it's a different race so stage one uh-huh. it's the fourth time they've been in northampton it's the fourth time in northampton show it's the third time there's been a kettering finish it was won by christine mayer in 2015 two seconds ahead of a charging peloton last year it was lotted a pisto from a break that got away um they've got obstacle technical finish but you know that's one that's likely to be sprinters but you know like escapes escapes are possible yeah well and also um you know like you say there's a bit of a technical finish so entirely possible that um that someone can even not get a not necessarily have a full break kind of escape but like just get a little bit ahead um through that finish and and you know sneak a sneak a, enough of a gap to steal the win Stage two, Stoke-on-Trent to Stoke-on-Trent. Now, I'm going to describe the course, and you're going to tell me what you think about this. Who do you, who do you, what kind of riders do you think it suits? It starts with a climb. Right. And so the race starts almost immediately on a climb, and then it has a descent, which has a 125-meter drop in altitude. Sorry, how far again? 100, it's 100, okay, it's 125 meter drop in altitude. It's not yep, like yep. A, an alp or anything, but it has a descent. Starts with a climb and it has a descent. Right. You know women's cycling. What mm. do you think is going to happen? Um, is Emma Pooley coming back from retirement? No, but no, no okay, but right. It wouldn't be necessary. It's not. It's not a classic Emma Pooley start. No, okay. Do no, no, no. It's just, I just, I was just preempting like your favorite race narrative of all time is no, always for Emma no. Pooley to win. So. No, you know. no, no, no. Well, yes, but one of my other favorite, one of my other favorite race narratives: riders descend like demons and get away. Yep. Can you think of any riders 
who are GC contenders who are well known for descending like demons and getting away. Ah, uh, yeah, look, there's more than one of them. There's there's definitely more than one of them. And, uh, you know, we touched on this last week a little bit, um, in particular, uh, posing the question, was that the week that we saw the beginning of, of a return to full form of one Mariana Voss? Mariana Voss, Lizzie Danon, Ellen Van Dyke, I, Elisa Longo-Borghini. Oh, what should we have? Should we have a climb that starts with a climb, the stage yeah. that starts with a climb and then has a descent? How are we going to ride this, do you think? Yeah, it's, um, that's going to be... And look, it's also... It's not like it's a short stage either. It's like nearly 145Ks, right? So, yeah. like, yeah. To, to have that right at the start means not only are we going to have big fireworks right out, right out of the gate, but assuming any one of those riders does manage to, to get away holy shit let alone a group of them um that's going to be you know full gas the whole way for everybody right oh they 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 ride along there's an unclassified climb at about 50 kilometers with a descent because i am always a big believer if if I, i could have one thing that i would say if someone said right i need one thing to know about racing and that's classics that's that's stage racing i say my one thing is everyone talks about climbing skills but oh my god descending skills are important yes absolutely so at 50k mark there's a descent then there's a pre-climb <laughs> a pre-climb oh my god that's that's a euphemism to make you worry jeez in it there's a pre-climb between roster and cheadle a sharp descent before the first gpm at 100 kilometers the second one is 90 kilometers later and then so it's 140 odd kilometers so 20 20 get 20 finish the fit 20 kilometers between there and a finish the finish in is one of those draggy finishes so it's not exactly a hill but it's an uphill drag yep yep Stage three, we're going to Warwickshire and Shakespeare country. It's rolling hills. There's a deceptive profile. It's like, you know, um, it's, you know when you look at the profile and you look at the side and it's like, ah, oh, yeah, we're only talking like 100 metres different. But the profile is all like little jagged zigzags. Yep. Um, only two GPMs. The first is around between 90 and 100 kilometres. And the descent looks, sorry, there's a, there's a pre-climb. Uh, there's a non-categorized climb throughout between 90 and 100 kilometers and the descent is steep then the two gpms are within 10 kilometers of each other at km 112 and km 122 and then they've got um 19k uh 19k to run in wow well shit eh yeah, it should be fun. Oh it my should God. be a lot of fun. Yeah. No, yeah. hang on, I'm, I, I'm lying. Hang on, 100, 151 minus 122. Let's say that's 26 kilometers, and then it's and then and it's a basically this one. This finish looks like it's sprinters. There's one kilometer in the last three k, and just after and that corner is in the just after the final kilometer mile, and then this road does this long kind of swooping shape. Yep. So there's no corners. It's just gentle swoop. Basically, it's got Kirsten Veal written all over it. Okay. Because oh my god, so it's a it's a, it looks like it's for power sprinters, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So just got to keep it together over those few climbs and and. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is the thing: is are you going to? Is it going to come? Is it going to come to a bunch sprint or not? Um, well, you know, there's there's escape opportunities, but it does look completely yummy delicious uh spectacular okay stage four is the hilliest one um it's still only like a difference of let's say um 225 meters difference in altitude yep but that starts again with a climb subtle okay yep subtle gets on top of the climb does a really steep descent and then doesn't does another pre-climb which actually looks longer than the gpm you know like when you've got one something where there's a climb where the gpm is in a strange place yeah the yep. first climb is at 25k yeah but just before it there's a much steeper climb i don't get it and then it has so steep climb descent gpm climb yeah okay yep. and then some more little jaggedy profile like you have to imagine this profile in terms of a load of little triangles put together again it's never flat at all this stage at all at all at all the second climb is at 59.8 kilometers but that again is the second um uh 
categorize climb because there's a lot more climbing to the end um to the end and that's 123k long yeah yep so queen stage holy shit bang let's try and attack everyone it's going to be crazy but it also has a technical finish so in the last so in when you look at the the race because they're very very good when they they'll do a like a finish a finish map of the last 3k a finished map of the 1k but they have a caution markers and it's got caution central islands in the road and in the last three kilometers the, the, there's there's one corner on a roundabout then there's a really sharp little um kink in the road with cobbles and the road marries to four meters wide at 200 kilometers to go okay yep yep so the best thing for people to do is for that race to be that to be basically ripped to people you know ripped to people yeah to yeah exactly you don't want to be I trying to yeah you don't want to be trying to pack a full peloton into four meters wide no yeah then the final stage we hit london and yeah london it's a circuit race yep. um 14 laps of 6.2 k 86 kilometers um long so uh, this could be i mean mind you we said this with the amgem tour of calais didn't we this could be uh, you'd think that the gc might be might be sorted out by then yeah but who knows yeah exactly first... and, and that's the that's the way these races tend to go um because there's enough of like you say like it's not like um we've got alp style mountains to get into so while there's some climbing stages they're not necessarily um, ones that rule some of the more sprinty contenders out of GC contention completely. So, yeah. yeah. Now, if you know London, <laughs> or have access to Google Maps, you can see where this course is. This course is basically tourist London. It literally, <laughs> it literally goes past new Prime Minister Jeremy Corbyn's house, right? No, he lives in Islington. Oh, right. I thought it went past Downing Street. Oh, I see. No, he does. Yeah. Well. Um... Yeah. No. Look. Let's be. Let's be fair. Last time I commented on an election in the UK, that turned out disastrously. So. Yeah. yeah. So um, it starts and finishes. Okay, you might have heard of some of these places. It starts and finishes on Regent Street. I bought that in Monopoly up... once. Yeah, it's all Monopoly. Exactly. It's it's Monopoly London is where it goes. It starts and finishes in Regent Street. It goes past Piccadilly Circus and swoops up and turns on Regent Street, comes back down, goes through Trafalgar Square, and then it goes down the Strand. Oh, God, London, I love you. Um, goes down the Strand, um, comes back along the Strand, round Trafalgar Square again. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's going. It's it's all this. This is this is like classic, 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 classic London. Goes down Whitehall, as you say, passes the end. Um, goes down Whitehall, hits Westminster. So the corner of you, you'll be able to see Big Ben, where you know, where, where where Westminster where Westminster Abbey is, the Houses of Parliament is. Past Downing Street, swoops back, turns back, and goes down, um, goes round uh, to Downing Street to uh, on to start and finish line again. Now, this is a very similar course to the last. It's a it's got including lots of the roads that were in last year's Prudential Ride London yep. Classic. Yep. So yeah, it's. Uh, it's going to be look. It's going to be an awesome it, event. It's, it's like not, it, it's not my ideal. It's not my ideal London course. Yeah, if I was going to put my ideal London course in, I'd go different. I'd, I'd, I'd probably take it some different places. You know, I'd, I'd go past the Tate and things like that. I'd, I'd, I'd close off the embankment and run along the river. This is why I'm not allowed to. Yeah, I'm starting to see why you're not allowed to plan races. Like you just shut yeah. everything down. Um, oh yeah, I shut the centre. I shut the centre of the city down. We go over. It would cross the Thames as many times as I could make it <laughs> across fact, across all the bridges. There'd actually be one stage where you get what is it? Is it Tower Bridge that raises? You'd get it like half raised yeah. and make them jump over it, cycle across style. Well, also I take it up some hills. Um, I I actually, if I was running a London race, I'd take it down. I I might take it over um, some hills like Primrose Hill and down to Crystal Palace um, for some hilly. <laughs> fun there maybe a bit of Greenwich that's what I'd do but you know I, I'm not allowed to run there's a reason I'm not allowed well, to run bike races it's also the first time they've had a London stage there's nothing to say that, that you might not be called up for next year who knows <laughs> yeah yeah so entirely possible 
Yeah. So who's riding? This is now the other thing that's different about this year is what it means. Okay. We've talked a lot about what the impact of the spring classics has had. Yeah, we talked about a lot of it last year. Now, one of the the impacts it's had is that we haven't had all the big names racing a stage race yet. Yeah. Or even all the big teams. Yeah, and and also a lot of of teams with um, riders that in the past may have needed to sort of make it work together because there weren't as many races this year so far have, have been able to specialize a little bit and send their riders yeah. to different races and and yeah. not had to try and pull those those absolute top of the the roster together at once so yeah. there's a lot of stuff that's going to come on in this race that that is going to be really interesting for that yeah now we in the past the healthy aging tour for example is the first european was is, was traditionally the first european stage race well that's um this year because it was in the middle of a very heavy spring classics missed some big teams like wiggle high five cervello bigler and it missed some of the big names although it did have you know your ellen van dyke who won anna van der Blegger, people like that yeah but no wm3 no mariana voss team uh then traditionally a lot of the big names to ride the gp lc jacobs but they didn't this year because they um, because they uh, it was on at the same time. A, a lot of people were resting after classics. B, it was on at the same time as the Tour de Yorkshire. Yeah. Yep. So you know, Dizzy Dane was 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 racing there for was racing Yorkshire, for example. Then, not many, not all the big teams go to China, and not all to the Chongming Island. Not all the big teams go to the America for the um, Tour of California. Amgen, Amgen. Breakaway from breast cancer, women's race presented by Shram. Yeah, yeah, it um, was a, it was a short as, name, easy to remember. Yeah, as we said last year, last week, that's not a bad thing. Yeah. So, and then the Macamin Bira was on at the same, was on more or less at the same time. So, uh, they, they, lots of the big team, a lot of the big, that was basically Cervello Bigler versus Orica Scott in a quite hilarious finish. Yeah. So, in terms of stage racing, this is the big, these are the big names. So, Ball Stolmans includes Lizzie Danen, who won last year, yep. Olympic champion Anna van der Blegger. With Chantal Black, Nikki Bromeyer, Christy Mayadus, who's won a couple of stages here each year and has been in the yellow jersey in 2015, and Amy Peters. Yep. Ale Cipollini, of course, they're sending a sprint based squad like normal, headed by Chloe Hosking with Marta Bastianelli. Uh, Cervello Bigler has Ashley Moorman Passio, who ended up on the GC podium last year. Uh, Canyon Schram has Lisa Blenauer, who won in 2015. Uh, with Ellen Shakini, Alina Amilusik, Hannah Barnes, Tiffany Cromwell, Trixie Warwick. Canyon Shram have been off their game this year. Mm. Yeah? Yep. But Trixie is fantastic. You know, so we've got to the chance, you know, will this will this work? Yeah. Wiggle this High is a race five. you could see them, you know, getting a chance. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Wiggle High Five, Elisa Longo Borghini, who was on the GC podium last year, mm. Georgia Bronzini, Audrey Cordon Rago, Yolin Dora, who won a stage last year, Emilia Fallin and Claudia Lichtenberg, yeah? Yeah, you've got to be tipping them for at least a stage. They haven't taken any of their Brits with them, but I think that's because they just really, really want to win it. Yeah, and their Brits are more sprinters rather than GC, rather than GC riders. Okay. Yeah. WM three, Mariana Voss um, can Cassia Newadoma racing together for the first time in ages with um, Lauren Kitchen and Uska back from her injury and Uska Costa Anna Plekita and Jean Colivar. Silence Pro Cycling have Kirsten Wheel for the sprinting and Danny King and Shayla Gutierrez for the uh, for the overall GPC. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Orica Scott, no Annemiek van Vleuten. Yeah, which I found a bit interesting, but I mean, she's ridden a very heavy schedule so far this year, so it's understandable well, that she'd want a break. It's an let's let's say it's an Orica Scott weird one. No Annemiek, no Katrin Garfoot, no Amanda Spratt. I assume. They're all going to be on altitude training. I don't know if they're riding the Giro this year because they don't always yeah. because they can't afford it. So it's it's headed by Gracie Elvin, very much apart from Rach Nayland. You know the kind of young young riders. I suspect they're going to be going for stage wins and breakaways and sprint wins. It certainly looks like that's what they're set up for. Absolutely. And then this team, I think, might win. Okay, Team Sunweb, Lucinda Brand, mm. Leah Kirkman, Flirty Mackay, Sabrina Sultians. Rosanna Sleek and Ellen Van Dyke. 
definitely, definitely a contender. Um, I mean, um, look, it's not like Sunweb have had a, a terrible year so far anyway, but that's that's a team that, uh, assuming that they they uh, manage their tactics right stage by stage, really are um, set up to take the whole thing. Really, really are. I mean, Lucinda Brandt, those, the descending will suit her and Ellen Van Dyke. We know how strong Lucinda Brandt and Ellen Van Dyke are together. Yeah. Ellen Van Dyke also won the, um, won the Healthy Aging Tour. She stepped into the leader's jersey, um, I think, on the first day, um, definitely after the ITT. And then she didn't get it. Um, she, didn't, she didn't lose it ever since. And that was in the face of no one else doing any work and a thousand attacks. <laughs> she said the hardest thing title of a memoir <laughs> yeah the hardest thing about racing that race was that she had to stop her teammates catching the brakes too early to let more vicious attacks go wow and they are going to be fun 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 to watch so okay so if you don't know anything about the women here let's just talk you a little bit through them lizzie danan she's uh, the british classic star um she's she's a classic she's a classic star she doesn't do that much stage racing she said that she never saw herself as a stage racer but she won last year yeah yep. she's a very much a but all of bowls dolmans are contenders i would say apart from nikki bromeyer it's only her third race this year but chantal black christine May, um chantal black amy peters anna van der Blegger, all could easily escape there and Chrissy Mayerus, they're all basically escape artists. Really, I mean Anna van der Breger is super strong in stage races. She's won the Giro the women's Giro before. Yep. Um who else? Elisa Longo Borghini. Definitely. Fantastic um Italian climber. Uh, it might not be too hilly enough for her. Always animates races. Super exciting to watch. Lots and lots of good fun. Um, yeah, in her team, Georgia Bronzini, three times world champion across road and track. It's her last year of racing, which we've said before. Yes, but also in the last year and and into this year, she's taken great pleasure in becoming an amazing road captain. Um, and oh, Bronzini's just and just yeah, Bronz- phenomenal at at motivating um and understanding the the needs of her teammates at different points in time um you know and and notably for elisa longo borghini when she won flanders um you know georgia was the one who told her that she was looking good and was ready to go um when she made her her big attack so it's it's definitely going to be interesting to see how that race plays out for wiggle because i think similar to sunweb if they play their cards right they really are in with a very strong shot Oh, they're fucking amazing. They're one of the strongest teams there. Um, Ashley Milman and Passio, they've got um, uh, uh, in Cervelo Bigler. Obviously, Ashley, we told you last week how in the final stage of the Imakamine Beer, a five-stage Basque race, Orica Scott went into the final stage with the top three in GC. Yes. They came out of the final stage having had the stage win and the race was stolen by Ashmore and Passio. Well, and to add, <laughs> to, to, to put Lemon on, on the paper cut, like, they, they only held on to third. <laughs> like, that, that really must have hurt. So, yeah. yes. But they've also got Cecilia Utrup, uh, Cecilia Utrup Ludwig, um, who's one of the uh, best young riders at the moment, young Danish rider. Um, Canyon Shram, we said they're not really been on their game this year, but uh, Lisa Blanau is a fantastic stage racer. One of the things she's good at is staying consistent throughout every stage, which is important. Yep. And they've got a lot of classic stars in there. Stars in there, so you know we can't. I don't. I'm not going to knock them out. And actually, if they turn yeah. around and, and exactly, you can't rule out riders like Cicchini in a in a sprint or Cromwell for a break and a stage win or something like that. Like it's, you know, there, there's definitely opportunities there for Canyon. Yeah, then Mariana Voss in WM3 Pro Cycling. Mariana Voss is 13 world champions across championships across road, track, and cyclocross. She is extraordinary. She won the first stage. This course, every stage, you look at it and you go, huh, that looks like a Mariana Voss stage. It really does. And, and, you know, Voss is that, that classic um, rider who not only has the, the skill and the experience, but also the smarts to really um, seize any of those stages and set herself up um, for, for the overall. But the other thing that she could do and that she takes a, a particularly, um, and I mean this in the most po- positive and complimentary way possible, evil delight in 
is um, doing all of that, putting every other team on the back foot and then letting a teammate such as Kashin Uodoma, for example, um, take the win. So so it's possible that, that we can see one or more permutations of what Voss may do to this race. Yeah, how... The, the only problem is, is the question with Voss is how is Voss... Mm. Because Voss has had a whole load of injuries and sickness. Um, she had back problems. She's she had all sorts of problems. And she had a very, very, very... Following her amazing cyclocross winter, had a very disappointing spring. Classics. Very disappointing. And so she's um, she's not... We're not sure. We're not sure how Voss will do. She's won a couple of races. She won Quick, Gellarsberg and Quick um uh, two weeks ago in amazing classic Vossian style just just you're watching and you're screaming at the laptop because she's extraordinary mm. um and then we talked about Sunweb Ellen van Dyke is this powerful wonderful machine of a rider just pure power awesomeness but she can climb every year she gets better at climbing yeah and every year I forget how good she is at climbing Lucinda Brands is a rider who has got a great climb on her, a really bad good descent. And Mariana Voss said that Lucinda Brand had the best uh, technical skills in the peloton. Yep, which is no small compliment. So, so yes. Yeah, so, from from a yeah, woman so, who we literally caught on video teleporting two metres to the right to avoid a manhole once. So, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, that's a hell of yeah. a compliment. Now, if you're wondering how you can watch the Aviva Women's Tour, the sad thing is it's not live. Damn. And I think that this has to change. I think I think the interesting thing is I I kind of understood where they were coming from the first couple of years because they said, and I agree with this, that the that the that the reason it's not live is that they think they can attract more new fans by having really good highlights packages. Um, that uh, that that you can then that that that, me, that means they can tell the story in a way that new fans can 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 appreciate. However, this year there's been so much live racing. Everyone, I think everyone else is yeah. going. Well, how about both? Yeah, and well, I was going to say I've just got one question for you, Sarah. And as a local, um, hopefully you can answer it for me. Do they have the internet in the UK? Huh. Because there's, there's like a whole bunch of video services that you can use to store video online so that people can watch it at any time that they want, but you can also just show stuff live. I, yeah, I know it sounds, it sounds amazingly futuristic, but trust me, it's a real thing that can be done. The other thing that is weird is that this year the stage the highlights are on very late. There's uh, Eurosport highlights at 10.25 in the evening, and then the hour-long highlights are at 11 o'clock at night. That's bullshit. Like, because yeah, uh, sorry, the main reason I say that is um, because if they're doing that, um, presumably that also means then that it's an hour later for um, continental Europe, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. exactly so it's midnight in continental yeah, Europe. Yeah, exactly. So and it's good for you guys because so you know eleven the whole, o'clock at night is eight o'clock in your morning, right? Yeah, yeah. So the whole argument of we'll get more viewers just doesn't hold oh, up under no, that no 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 no. the thing with the, the viewers is that it's only shown on uk television it's geo-restricted to the uk much as the australian races were geo-restricted to australia you know right, uh, the right. geo is geo-restricted to italy etc etc you know now obviously people you can use it you can not only use a vpn but there's this amazing website called filmon.com which you can click in and you can watch, look for ITV4, something like filmon.com slash ITV4, and you can then watch the highlights if you're not in the UK. Cool. Um, well, you know, look, at least uh, at least there'll be video available and, and whatever. I mean, I guess it's better than well, none at all. But I do really feel like, particularly, like, last year our narrative was so much around, oh, my God, it, it, all these races are being shown live. And this year we're, we're getting this consistent thing now that sort of follows on from that, which is, like, it's the smaller you know for want of a better term upstart races that are showing things live or or races like you know um oh uh, what did what was energy vox what what was their name changed this year healthy aging tour yes healthy aging tour thank you um you, you know a volunteer run race is able to show every stage live you know and and yet it's... and Macamine Beer can show the final stage live exactly yes, and yet the race is run by really good really strong race organizers like sweet spot like the aso yeah can't be live yeah, and that's 
I mean, I know there's reasons. I know it's very expensive and stuff. However, I think it's, as you say, I think it's particularly interesting that small, like, the Healthy Aging Tour had a helicopter every day. Yeah, exactly. Like, this argument about expense really doesn't start to hold up when others who are much less um, poorly funded and, and aren't, prof- you know, aren't doing it for profit anyway um, are able to find ways to do this. Like, it's just... It, it just doesn't hold up in this day and age. The cost of doing this stuff is coming down and the willingness to, to make it happen and the enthusiasm for the audience. And, and this actually plays directly into the narrative of the, of the women's tour itself. Is, you know, it started from that point you know, of defiance where everyone was like, oh, no one wants to watch women's cycling. And they went, you know, Guy Elliott was like, yeah, well, I'll prove you wrong and tweets his photo every year. Well, one of these years soon, Guy, that photo needs to turn into live video. Yeah, they do have very good social media and they have a live blog and stuff so we can follow or we can follow along at home that way and that's good. Yeah. And and it is good and I don't want to, you know, I don't want to unduly knock the race, but like you said, no, I it's context. I, just, I think I think yeah. the thing is, is as you said it's context like in the past it's been different because because the context has been different, but as you say this year there's been a lot of rate of live of live racing a yeah. lot of live racing and people love watching live racing and why can't you know the the argument of live racing versus highlights becomes well let's you know let let's do both but you know this is the fourth year of the race it's it's it feels like it's been going forever because it's such a good strong race so yeah, yeah. it's um yeah yeah i mean but you know, still follow us on Twitter. Uh, the, the, the oh yeah, it's going to be super to... exciting. So absolutely follow it. No. And I'll put the guide to how to follow it on our website, prowomenscycling.com, where I also put all the information about the race. Um, I'll also put the video to the um, Fort William World Cup because there was also major mountain bike downhill mountain bike happening in in Fort Bill. It had a kind of bittersweet thing because, on the one hand, there was a winner who wasn't Rachel Atherton. Oh, what? Was Rach sick or something? Injured. Oh, right. Yeah, that makes sense then. But it was won by Tracy Hanna from Australia. Hey! Nice. Nice one, Trace. So, so this is this is Tracy Hanna's first World Cup win for, I think, five years. Now, it, of course, Tracy Hanna would have wanted to beat Rachel Atherton, yeah? There's no question about it that that would be the ideal way that she would have won. However, she has been super, super strong this year. And Hannah's suffered from injuries a lot for the last couple of years, so we haven't seen her at her best. So, yeah, congratulations to Tracy Hannah. You can watch all of that on on, uh, Red Bull TV. Awesome. So, during the women's tour, I'll be putting um, links to the videos and stuff like that in daily posts because I'll also be hosting a competition from um, uh, for Look Mum No Hands where I will name a random rider every day for I'll, I'll, I'll think of a reason and you have to predict where she'll place in the next day's in the next day's uh, stage okay but if you get it right and tell Look Mum before the you know before the race before the stage starts they'll um They'll give you some prizes, and these prizes come from their excellent range of stuff. It's a good range of stuff. There are also some things, and um, you will be pleased to win them. So you should should play along. Yes. So yeah, I, it's not necessarily going to be a rider who I think is going to win that I'm going to pick no, because no. this is how they, they they ran this competition for the Giro, and how they ran it was a rider with a random factoid. I think I can do that. I'm pretty confident that you know one or two random factoids about riders. That's true. Um, and look, it, you know, it will be a fun way to actually get to learn a little bit more about the race as well. And as um, as we both uh, well know and often advocate for, one of the joys of playing fantasy uh, team games and stuff like that or games like this is that it gives you an opportunity to look at riders that you might not otherwise have noticed and um, and see how they're doing. So always fun. Excellent. So, oh, and I think there actually is a fantasy game for the race on the Aviva Women's Tour website. So, I do believe so. There oh, is... no, Energy website, Women's Tour, hope for Women's Tour website. So, yes, yes, if you fancy fantasy games, play that. Indeed. Um, that's womenstour.co.uk. And uh, in the meantime, if you would like to talk to us, you can talk to Sarah on Twitter at PWCycling. Um, you can talk to me at DanWOfficial. 
and of course on the the website itself um as sarah said she'll be keeping updates going and that sort of thing if you would like to contribute to uh keeping her assured of a steady supply of tea uh, threats from random Australians notwithstanding, then you may want to go to patreon.com slash women's cycling and contribute uh, a little bit each month just to help keep Sarah going as uh, she does so much work in keeping us all informed. Yeah, and if you go to our website, prowomenscycling.com, there's also a couple of interviews I've done recently with Jenny Gwiedzowski of the London Bike Kitchen, where she talks about what the London Bike Bike Kitchen is and how she set it up and what her plans are, you know, how it's changing things. It's a really great do-it-yourself bike mechanic place in London. Um, and I also spoke last week to Isabel Clements, the director of Wheels for Wellbeing, a charity to help more disabled people cycle more. Um, they do two things. They have a set of 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 different kind of cycles um i specifically i'm not saying bicycles because sometimes these are tricycles mm. sometimes these are tandem tricycles sometimes these are side by side bikes you know there's all sorts of things a lot of configurations there. yeah yeah but for people so that you know people of, of, of whatever um whatever physical you know whatever physical ability can, can ride bikes they also do a lot of um of campaigning for basically trying to you know help helping make disabled people cycling seem completely completely just normal as yeah. it should be as it is um so I, I i really enjoyed doing that interview but if you want to see that it's on prowomenscycling.com and it also includes a list of what everyone can do to help more help our disabled friends our uh, people who are disabled as well what we can all do to help uh, dis- more disabled people cycle um especially if you're a member of a club or a site or you've got a job in cycling or you run a blog or you just or you just are a person who loves bikes so yeah so go to our site prowomenscycling.com and we'll be back next week to tell you all about how the um ovo energy women's tour went and also about what's up next in the coming few weeks thank you very much for joining us and uh yeah we'll talk to you again soon bye bye bye